Well, I'm. Rec oh yeah, let's clap. We ready? Jesus, I really clapped there, didn't I? That was a real good clap. It went into the red on my on my uh, yeah. volume meters. <laughs> Jesus, I'm feeling really uh, alive and energetic today. I clapped really hard. That's good. I'm um, yeah. going to have to say, for people listening, I'm using a different microphone, so I don't know how it's going to sound. Uh, hopefully it sounds okay. Uh, mm. I'm not in Dublin. Sure I'm in Ennis. Mark is not in Berlin. He's, uh, no, wait, he is in Berlin. <laughs> I'm in Berlin. Very much in Berlin. I'm actually, as far as I know, I'm not allowed to leave. Yeah. I think Berliners have to stay. I don't think I can leave 15 kilometers, which. I can't leave 5k. I'm st I'm not even in Ennis. Like I'm outside of it. I mean, a place called Cragley and that's, that's where I am. And I'm in the 5k mm. radius of that. And it's a beautiful place mm. to be. Yeah. It sounds nice. I'm feeling quite like I would like, uh. Although within 15k, I kind of can see a bit of parks and greenery, but I've been very much in the grey, grey Berlin. Oh, okay. Prussian. Berlin yeah. streets, yeah. There's lots of trash everywhere, lots of rubbish, and <laughs> it's just been very grey. It's very cold. I'm in, I'm in like Irish, like west of Ireland, you know, like, uh, like very rainy and like just a very moody sky. That you look out mm. the window and you go, God, isn't that great? But then by the third day, you're like, God, it would be nice to see the sun. It would be very nice yeah, to see yeah, the yeah. sun. <laughs> yeah. We actually had today one of those, you know, those days where it's it's extremely cold, but it's also really like the sky is really blue and it's really bright. Mm. Those days are so nice. Yeah. We had one of them today and I was like, oh. But cold. Usually lovely. very cold as well. Oh, yeah. Very, very cold. I actually, le I was in work and I left work early because I was too cold. <laughs> Well, I worked from home. I worked from home for the rest of the day. I was like, I can't be in here anymore. It's too cold in here. Um, the uh, have have you been using? I know it's like with lockdown. Um, you're always like, uh, you're in lockdown too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lockdown, down, lockdown, and throw away the key. Um, but I sometimes I'm like lockdown. I watch a lot of TV, and sometimes I watch a lot of uh, film. This would be a film lockdown for me. I'd say, yeah. I I watched. Did you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. Went through the whole thing. It was brilliant. Yeah, I so I watched I watched The Mandalorian, and then I got I watched so much of it that then I was like, "Fuck, I love this so much" because I thought the second season was so good. Yeah. So then I I had never seen any of the Disney Star Wars, which I think we spoke about before. Yeah. So then I watched in the last week. I watched. Star Wars episodes seven, eight, nine, one, two, and three. Wow! And man, it was uh That's if I remember right, stuff. we we were quite damning of the new Star Wars. We, uh, I was not a big fan. Did you, what did you review before? I was trying to look, and we just wrote Star Wars on it. And I, I, to be honest, I wasn't arse listening to I watched, what it was. But um, episode Rogue eight one, was it? Right, uh, episode eight. Um, the Jedi, the Last Jedi, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And then I, I I didn't bother to watch the last one because I was just like, fucking shit. <laughs> Man, they're fucking good. No. It's good. <laughs> what's, what's not good about it? Something uh, that happened. I watched, the, I watched the, I think, the new one, Seven, and I was like, that was great. I remember in the cinema game, like, this is class. And then walking, you know, it, like I walked 15 minutes home from the cinema. And by the time I got home, I was like, that was shit. I don't know. It feels what like was, just really like, uh, like 
algorithm based. It's like, oh, we have to throw in yeah. a fight scene. We have to throw in a this. We have to throw in a that. It just yeah. felt like there was no heart in it or something. I don't know. Uh, there's heart. There's just nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so I do remember as I was watching it, I do recall you saying like the plot of Star Wars Episode 7 is nearly the same as the first one yeah. at four. They just make another Death Star and like everything is, they just make another one. Yeah. Like it's so funny. And there's another Darth Vader and there's another whatever. Like it's all like so similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I thought I was saying to, to Emer because we watched so many in such, like we watched one every day for six days in a row. Wow. And after a while, like during the during like the spaceship battle scenes yeah we just stop we just kind of start chatting during those scenes yeah 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 they're all the exact same <laughs> it's just like there's always a shot of like a an unknown alien getting blown up going like Rawr! like you know from the cockpit yeah and there's yeah. always just like a bit where they go down real close to whatever they're doing and kind of zooming in and out of shit and they're all the fucking same but man, yeah i couldn't believe i watched episodes one two and three mm. fully expecting like we kind of discussed like should we even watch these they're yeah. so bad yeah and i have to say i fucking love them <laughs> <laughs> they're so good like the clone wars is so good mm. or whatever it's called attack of the clones yeah i um, i do i have a soft spot for the one two and three definitely i think one is class the pod race i think is class mm. like the i, I would have said one was the worst of the three really but- I just Jar Jar Binks is in it and Anakin's a little kid and he's kind of annoying. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, I might return to watching it after watching The Mandalorian because for me, and The Mandalorian felt very much, very filmy rather than a TV show, mm. but it had a, mm. a formula to it. Uh, but it was a mm. nice formula. You knew what was going to happen every episode, but you didn't mind because it was really well executed. Um yeah. And then that was like uh, one of my big criticisms of the new Star Wars was that it felt really formulaic. So it's weird that I liked the Mandalorian, uh, whereas I didn't like the new Star Wars. So I don't know, maybe I'll go back. But for me, it felt like there was too much like um, giving the fans what they wanted. It was a lot of like, there's Leia, there's, you know, this, there's that, you know, there's the thing you wanted. And it's like, ah, just make a new film. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really get that criticism. Like, I, I or sorry, I mm. heard people say that, yeah. but I didn't really feel that when I was watching it. Mm. But one thing that kind of annoyed me was I felt like, whatever about The Force Awakens, I thought in the second and third one, it felt like they would just go to various random places and planets. Mm. And then no matter where in the galaxy they went, somehow the bad guy would just appear there as well. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> they just go to places and then he appears yeah. and they go to another place and then he appears again. <laughs> and then they go to, I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think and there's also a lot of like people letting people go at the last minute. Like I like getting a very good opportunity to kill someone and then going like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not going to kill you now. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the best Star Wars then? What is the best? fuck i don't know like i actually like i really like you're gonna say something controversial here i think like i really like like episode two (laughs) that's so funny there's there's something like weirdly nostalgic about like the the special effects are so bad but i think it's nearly become like retro or something i think um 
Obi Wan is probably like my favorite character in uh, maybe Qui Gon and then Obi Wan and uh, and so mm. like the thing that's nice about episode episode two is it's very much like a vindication of Obi Wan and he's kind of like the main guy in it uh, yeah. like he's in it a lot so I mean I do like it for that and that story's cool mm. like that, that planet that's just the sea and they're just building loads of clones like I like that I like yeah, that. Yeah. I remember you talking about the trade negotiations in Star Wars on a previous episode mm. and I pretended that I knew what you were talking about, but I actually didn't. Oh, yeah. And now I do. <laughs> the The story is very complicated and confusing. <laughs> and I find it mad that it's a film that like has so many elements that are clearly intended for kids, mm-hmm. but it's actually about like intergalactic trade tariffs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know it's so it's, weird. It's like <laughs> yeah, and there's like the Senate and the Republic and the Sith and all these different yeah. players in these trade things. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. The trade guys are idiots, though. They're such idiots. Yeah, the Trade Federation. Yeah, the Trade Federation. But, um, um, okay, so that was your, been all. Your, is there any other things about Star Wars that you kind of like had in your kind of your binge? <sighs> no, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I've watched all of them now, so I'm going to watch fucking... I don't really want to watch Solo, mm. Han Solo, whatever the film's called. Yeah, yeah, Free... No, no, Free Solo is a I different will. film. <laughs> Free Solo, yeah, yeah, Free Solo, but then... Uh, and then I'll watch Rogue One. I actually think Rogue One looks pretty cool. Rogue One Plus, is good. Yeah. Rogue One's good. Um, but then I've decided, because we've polished all that off, mm. it's it's Lord of the Rings time then. That's funny. I got a message from mutual friend Owen Corbett who said... You simply have to make because you're you're not a big uh, ringer. You're not a big Lord of the Rings fan, whereas you know I am not, a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So is Owen. So is most people. Uh, you know, and uh, with a, a brain in their head, and um, and Come Owen on. said you have to make Mark a Lord of the Rings fanatic. It's the one thing that's missing from our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I do, well, I do think that sometimes I'm like. I because Lord of the Rings memes are a big part of my life. I'd watch, I'd look at like, you know, a good like fifteen to twenty Lord of the Rings memes every single day, and uh, and that I can't share them with you is a big, you know, it's a big loss in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like that. Like, what's nice about Star Wars is it has all these memes and it has all the lore and the story, but it's mm-hmm. just way, it's way stupider. I yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> And I like that it's so, the Star Wars stuff is so stupid. Mm. Whereas Lord of the Rings, I feel like all the lore and stuff is really smart. It's, all, it's for smart. I know it's uh, too stupid. Well, maybe, but like, <laughs> there's like a whole fucking Bibles and shit. I want to tell you about some yeah, Lord yeah, of the Rings Bible. Yeah, that there are, are isn't languages. And yeah, yeah. No, it's silly. Like, though. it's it, silly. It, it's very silly. It's funny. Uh, it's funny how in Star Wars, like or like Lord of the Rings, they they some some characters speak a different language, and Tolkien like wrote a different language. Yeah. Right? Whereas in Star Wars, <laughs> when characters speak a different language, they just go like. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's 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 his language. Like, yeah, no. there's like conjugated verbs in the Lord of the Rings, fake languages. Whereas like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then people can just understand them that's so funny yeah Did it you, is uh, is it i guess the best i didn't just cinematic watch world creation is, is is star wars the best like cinematic world that there is well i guess suppose i suppose it is 
I suppose it is, you know, they've managed to get really get yeah. a lot of mileage out of it and yeah. have people continue to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, there's definitely there's definitely better stuff. Like, I'm sure you would think The Lord of the Rings. But I think, I think The Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings but like, it, it's not actually like, to be fair, it is a book turned into a movie, whereas Star Wars is just a film. It's just a film. It was a script that got yeah. turned into a film. So in terms of something that's just straight for the movies. I think Star Wars mm. has got to be the one. Like, there's no nothing's bigger than Star Wars. I guess as well, yeah, because Lord of the Rings is a book, if they were to make a new Lord of the Rings film with an mm. entirely new story, people would be like, ah, here. But they can kind of keep milking Star Wars forever. Yeah, forever. yeah, yeah. To be fair, Just they could probably going. milk Lord of the Rings forever because talking wrote so much fucking shite. <laughs> yeah. He wrote like thousands yeah. and thousands of years of mythology and all this stuff. Like, they could just... And the, all they have to do Jesus. is like pick a chap in the year 7 BC in the Silmarillion or whatever. <laughs> and then they'll be like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we'll use him. Um, Kamir, we said we were going to keep this, uh, try and keep this podcast a short one because your microphone is going to run out of battery. Yeah, yeah, we're in a race against the battery. for 15 minutes about style. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, but yeah, it's not all Star Wars. It's not all Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. We did watch other films, which we reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, what, what, what's the, the first film you're going to review is? Well, the first film uh, we're going to review is a film called Peanut Butter Falcon um, starring. Oh, no, I'm not going to say who it's starring because I know that I said that in the film. So I'm, in the review and I'm not going to do this. 2021 is the year I don't repeat myself. So I'm not going to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Watch Peanut Butter Falcon. It's on Netflix. And um, this is what I thought. I just finished watching The Peanut Butter Falcon, which is a film from 2019 with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, I think the guy's name is Zach. Uh, Zach something. And Dakota Johnson. Uh, basically, uh, your man Zach, and his name is Zach in the movie as well, <laughs> um, is this uh, young Down Syndrome lad who's in an old folks home because he has no one uh, to take care of him, so they've put him in an old folks' home, and he's obsessed with uh, wrestling, and he hates being in the old folks' home, so he uh, wants to escape, and he tries to escape all the time. It's really funny, and uh, and he wants to get to uh, the wrestling school, and Dakota uh, Johnson is his uh, sort of one of the people who works there. He's very nice to him, and Shia LaBeouf is this... Uh, this young man who's on the outside who he uh, meets when after he's escaped and he and they end up making a friendship and that's sort of the story it's a bit of a road movie um it's honestly one of the nicest films i've seen in a very very long time it is really funny really touching uh, really beautiful just like a, a like a feel good film but also very sad um, in that really nice way, it's only an hour and thirty nine minutes long, which is obviously something I love. Uh, the acting is amazing. Your Shia LaBeouf is really good in it. Uh, your man Zach uh, Gottsagen, I think his name is, uh, he is brilliant in it, and uh, Dakota Johnson is good in it as well. It's just got like uh, a lot of um, characters who are sort of down on their look or have, you know, difficult life and. Uh, it's all about kind of like coming together and finding family and letting people be. And it talks about like, you know, it, it's a really good, I think, representation of um, Down syndrome person because I don't know, in, in films and movies, they're always kind of like, 
uh, very one dimensional, uh, but in this you get to see like a fully thought out character who's very, you know, well represented and really well thought out. And I think they deal well with the kind of touchy issue. So it's um, or a subject, a, a subject that doesn't get discussed enough in film. So it's, it's really, really, really good film. Uh, very much recommend watching it. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. I, uh, I love that film. I love it. Really? Yeah, it's it's so good. And like the on-screen relationship between Shia LaBeouf and Zach Gottsagen is so good. And then um, it was one of those movies that I just immediately was like obsessed with and I was Googling everything about it. And we even watched like interviews and Shia LaBeouf and Zach became really good friends uh, after it. He was going, Shia LaBeouf was going through some sort of difficult period. He was like drinking a lot and he ended up getting arrested for drinking and driving or something. And they were going to, mm. um, it was going to interrupt the filming. And your man, Zach, actually like went up to Shia LaBeouf and was like, listen, man, this is my chance. Like you're already some star, but this is my big shot and you're fucking it up for me. And apparently like Shia LaBeouf felt so bad. And, uh, oh. and then like they ended up like becoming really, really close friends. And there were a lot of scenes that were not even improvised. They were actual scenes of them interacting that were just kept in the movie because they'd kept rolling. So it was a lot of really like beautiful touching moments and just a really nice relationship on screen and like a kind of like odd family kind of thing, like a family of broken people sort of thing. And uh, it's just really, really, really nice. I think you'd love it. Yeah, I've actually meant to watch it, but I thought thought it, it would be quite heavy not just because like of the subject, but also I find like Shia LaBeouf in the post Transformers era mm. um, was in films that all seemed really kind of serious yeah. and artsy. And it kind of made me be like, Ooh, this looks like it could be a bit, a bit serious or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's one of those films that manages to balance everything though. You know, like, like, uh, like, your man Zach is is like you know this young man who's in an old folks home and he's essentially like being kept prisoner there but he mm. is like a relentlessly positive person as like Down syndrome people tend to be like really like positive and upbeat and like he just has that vibe about him like he gives a lot of life and whereas Charlotte Buff is someone who has had like a very serious bad past but like with mm. the positive like energy that your man Zach gives to him he it kind of makes it jovial kind of uh like he's the grumpy guy and the other guy's the chirpy guy and they have that kind of interaction so it's just really good at balancing uh it does have sad elements to it but it manages to like upend that with really nice light elements as well Mm -hmm. is it is are, are they kind of like living on the road or something are they like traveling or something like that? it's just a classic road movie they're in like florida or or i don't know somewhere like that uh, on the Mm. on the southern um eastern coast of america uh, of the united states of america and they're just traveling like a a short enough distance along and um and yeah it's a road movie so they just you know you, you meet someone they get to one place they meet a new character and then they move on and then you get you meet another person and then you move on. And that's like, I mean, I love that format. I've always liked road movies. They used to make them a lot in the seventies and uh, early eighties. And they're really nice format for like a plot and for finding out about characters. And you just Mm. meet all these cool characters. And I just, it's really good. I really, really, really recommend this. Yeah. 
I'll definitely check it out. Is it a crier? It's a bit of a crier. It is a bit of a crier. Uh, I would mm. imagine that you would cry. Uh, both you and Emer would probably cry at this film. <laughs> I recommend, uh, it, I gave this film two boxes of tissues and three okay, stars. Okay, two boxes of tissues. <laughs> and f- no, I got four or five stars. Remember that, uh, remember that um, film years ago with Johnny Knoxville? Um that had like it was him and he was friends with the oh yeah what was that called? Well. i think that was called the ringer or something like that it was the ringer god i can't remember what that was like but i i feel like it was probably pretty bad awful yeah right yeah awful. johnny knoxville he's kind of fallen off the yeah yeah where is he <laughs> <laughs> the last film i remember him being in was um men in black three <laughs> <laughs> i saw uh I saw Johnny Knoxville, like, I must have, like, his face popped up on social media or something like that. I think I saw him on the Twitter timeline. And I was like, man, he that probably... guy's fucking old. I just... Uh, yeah, he is old, man. <laughs> I'd say he's doing ads for supplements and shit on yeah. Instagram now. I'd say that's his buzz. <laughs> not not too far off yourself, to be fair. The, uh... <laughs> but no, that film does sound really good. And you think Shia LaBeouf, he's good. He's he's not too uh, intense or serious. Like, you think he, he gives a good performance? Uh, he is, he is intense and serious, but he's good in it. Um, like, uh, what do you think of him in general? I mean, there's, sorry. What do you think of him in general? Like, I think he's great. I think he's actually really great. I am, especially after this film, I was like, I'd never really considered whether I like Shia LaBeouf or not. Um, Mm. then after watching that, I was like, he's actually a very talented guy. Good actor. Um, I mean, at the moment he does seem to have typecast himself as some sort of kind of sullen, uh like person with baggage um but he uh he does it well he does it well i mean he i don't think he's had an easy life uh i don't think it's i mean anyone being a child star i just any anyone who's gone through that i'd feel so sorry for them um so i mean yeah i kind of i kind of i mean i I think fair fucks to him he's he's making good movies he's stepped he's choosing nice scripts uh and anyone who's doing that is good in my books so yeah what else? I, I literally can just think of Holes, Transformers, and this. What else was he? I can't think of anything else he was in. He was definitely in. Uh, he's in Lawless. Remember that film? Lawless, mm. three brothers from the south who are bootleggers. No, no, it's really good. It's remember. a good movie. You should check. You should check it out. Yeah, it's like set in uh, okay. Prohibition era. Um, and it's like three brothers, and they they're like bootleg oh. whiskey, bit bootleg moonshine. Oh, I that do. Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Remember he's. Now. I remember now. He's in that. I, did I ever tell you, I might've spoken about this in the podcast before, but when I lived in New York, um, Shia LaBeouf watched every film he'd ever been in back to back in the cinema around the corner from where I worked, like literally nonstop. He was in the cinema for like wow. 36 hours and you could go in and sit in the theater with him. And he just sat there and he had a live stream of his face what? for the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it was in, Why it was he, in, uh, was it when he was doing was like the, performance art or something? It was like a performance art thing. It ah, was on the, okay. the, the, it was in, so- not Soho, well, kind of like the Lower East Side. Okay. And, um, he just sat there and like, you could tune into the live stream. I went mm-hmm. after work one day, I was like, oh, I'll go and, and check it out. Mm-hmm. And I went to, to like the very back of the queue and asked some people how long they've been there. And they were like, we've been here for two hours and it hasn't moved because it was just one <laughs> theater. But loads of people were waiting to go and sit with him. It's it's funny. People ordered him a pizza. Jesus, and he ate it. People would 
queue in New York. People would queue for the opening of a handbag. Like they just queue. They just queue for fucking everything. Yeah, they queue for. They love queues yeah, the, in that in that city. Especially, I feel like where I worked on just off Prince Street was like the hotspot of of queuing. People like to really, <laughs> really like to queue in that area. People queuing for brunch. Yeah. The Supreme store was beside where I worked, so people would queue for the Supreme clothes. I remember like uh, from the cinema. one of my friends being over uh, and they saw a queue or like a group of people like around something and they were like, what's that over there? Should we not go over there? And I was like, oh, no way. No, no, no. Like, it's just probably yeah. nothing. <laughs> man the i had this is true this sounds like a made-up story but i was once in soho and there's a huge queue around the block uh for something i didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and i just went up and i was like asked some guy like yo what's this queue for and he was like oh they're doing this promotion in this store adidas and they have a live gorilla in the store <laughs> and i was like oh my god and I was like, holy shit. And I was like, got in the, got in the, got in the queue. And I stand there. I was getting so fucking excited. And then I ran up to the top of the queue and I was like trying to look in the shop and everything. And then eventually I just said to like one of the guys who worked there, like, what's going on here? And he was like, oh, it's just the launch of the fucking Nike swoosh fucking air or whatever. And I was like, fuck. Those guys made a fool of me. Live gorilla. Oh my god! Yeah, and then in hindsight, I was like, they, "Imagine, like, imagine Adidas got a live gorilla in a shop for a launch. Like, that would be a PR disaster." So here's my idea for the launch. Okay, yeah, bear with me. Bear with me. We're talking silverback. <laughs> <laughs> the new Nike silverbacks. The, uh, but yeah, that's that's enough. Let's new move Nike from New silverbacks. York. That's good. From New York to Minnesota, yes, it's the Mighty Ducks. Uh, quack, I, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> yeah, quack indeed. Yeah, so I watched the Mighty Ducks. I'd never seen it before, um, and yeah, for fear of repeating myself once again, I'm so glad you watched this. I'm so glad you watched this. So I just watched the Mighty Ducks, uh, or Mighty Ducks, for the first time. Um, and I realize it's probably not intended for 29 year old men to watch for the first time ever, but I didn't, I gotta say, yeah, I didn't, it didn't really hit, it didn't really hit for me. It, it, um, it was almost there. Like, I feel like throughout the whole film, I was like, no, you know, almost, but it just wasn't, I don't know. It just didn't do it. Like Emilio Estevez, his, I'm not going to explain the plot. I've seen people. I'm going to explain the plot. Like he's basically a lawyer. He gets involved. He's drink driving for in the stupidest way ever. For like he's just driving and then he's drinking a beer. He doesn't show him anywhere before. I guess probably because it's a kids' film. They can't give too much context to his drink driving. But then why is he after? Why is it fucking drink driving that he's arrested for? But like he's just driving down the street drinking a beer and then police pull him over and they're like, "Hey, you're drinking a beer." And he's like, "Fuck!" So then he has to do community service with these kids. <laughs> And then blah, blah, blah. He's a lawyer. First, he hates the kids. Then the kids grow. He grows. And then they fucking like each other. I never really bought Emilio Estevez's relationship with the kids. I was always kind of like, I don't really like his performance. I wasn't like, ah, he fucking loves the kids at the end. You know, I was always kind of like, I wasn't buying it. And then um, he does some kind of fucking weird, sick shit. Like, 
like he he gets a good player on their team through some weird like gerrymandering and using like using his lawyer skills to like he looks at the districts of where you live compared to where you play and then through that he manages to steal another player from another team and then all the kids on his team hate the new player uh because he bullies them but he keeps them on the team to the very end and they pretty much hate him all the way until the very end and it's like that's shit and then like <laughs> another thing that kind of got me like during some of the epic scenes i thought the soundtrack was kind of bad like it felt like they just really skimped on the soundtrack and it just sounded like kind of generic stock music for you know exciting or uplifting scenes in films or whatever scenes in films like the kids were good i like the kids they all you know had their own little character and they were all good but overall the story also like there are certain bits that happened in the story where i was kind of like like the kids are kind of clearly supposed to be from kind of a disadvantaged background but it never really like Azimer said there should have been a bit where Emilio Estevez kind of saw the trouble background that the kids came from and then learned from it and then was like oh I want to help these kids but it never really happened that way and also the way the kids get money is Emilio Estevez just goes and says to his boss hey can I have 15 grand to invest in this hockey team and his boss <laughs> is like yeah grand so like, that's a bit easy wasn't it so yeah it didn't really do it for me i was excited about this one it seems like the type of film i'd like a lot but just didn't didn't hit the mark like i didn't hate it and definitely by the end there was definitely one bit in particular i was like yes but uh you know i wouldn't watch it again okay new segment mark reviews kids films and hates them (laughs) i i feel like i'm the type of person and based on my tastes i you know that I would, I, I went into that with the best intentions. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I went yeah. into that honestly assuming that I would love it. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to come away and be like, yes, that was great. I saved but that it, review I, for the pod. I thought you were going to love it. I didn't listen to it. And I was like, he's going to love it. Very surprised. Really? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, I thought you were really oh. going to like it. I'm sad. I'm sorry I disappointed no, you. No, no. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, I, I can't really... It's funny the things that you're picking up on because I don't remember a single thing. That, like, I watched that movie when I was a kid. Uh, and then I watched, like, mm. there's, like, four of them or something like that. Like, they end up going to the Olympics and all that stuff. But, like, um, all I remember yeah. is, like, they hit, when he hits the puck real hard and it, like, goes... And it smashes. Or, like, the, ta- the cool guy, uh, the sort of, like tough guy who's able to hit hit uh who like beats up some guys for them and like uh you know i remember all those mm. bits that are obviously intended for kids to be like whoa that's cool <laughs> i had no idea why yeah the was like there or that he was a lawyer or anything like that i was like i thought emilio Estevez was like an ex yeah, yeah, yeah. hockey champion and he like i can't really remember he he kind of is too like okay he used to be a hockey champion but that whole thing really peed me off with the... So the guy who beats up the guys who are bullying them, mm. the guys who are bullying them, one of them is the one who ends up on their team. And yeah, yeah, so I remember shitty. him. He's the kind of like, like... He's like posh, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you kind of want... Like the whole time everyone is like, we don't want him on our team. He's one of those guys. Mm. We hate those guys. And then the other guy doesn't want to be on their team either because he thinks they're losers. Yeah. And... Uh, and then you kind of want Emilio Estevez, well, I did, to be like, we don't fucking need this fucker. We're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. We're going to train and we're going to kick their asses. But he doesn't. He just keeps them. 
He just keeps the. But then he becomes the one of them, and, and they, it, and they, and then like crack, he doesn't crack. really become one of them. They hate him all the way until the fucking game. But then the you, you, you need to watch episode three. You need to watch the second one and the third one and the, and the fourth one. It hasn't won my. It hasn't won. <laughs> no, it hasn't done it. It's like you know, they, you know the way you get, um, you know the way you get like toys, and they say the age on them. I'd say Mighty Ducks mm. is like from ages like three to. 10 i would say it's like a kids movie that's very much intended for kids movie. also in the period of like 90s kids movies where like i don't know for me what was so great about them as a kid was like american kids seemed to just be able to do whatever they wanted like they were so grown up and they seemed to just mm. like walk around and wear cool clothes and like talk to each other in this cool way i was like really grew up on yeah, that yeah. a diet of that and like they just sort of ran around and had like go-karts and shit it was just cool they were just so cool American kids and the Mighty Ducks were the coolest of the cool. They were like yeah. ice hockey Not, guys, you know. As I said, the kids were cool. I liked the kids. Mm. I did like the kids, but uh, and yeah, they all had their own little personality. Mm. Apart from kind of the main one, he's he's kind of a wiener. The guy, <laughs> he's, he's a, a wiener. wiener. <laughs> he's, he's the guy, <laughs> the guy who who. Uh, Milo Estevez kind of looks Emilio, down, looks up, he looks up to him and he st- gets with his mum or something like that, right? Yeah, but at one point he goes to the kid's house and the kid says to him, my mum has many qualities which men find attractive. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's a quote. Like, why, why, what kind of kid would say that to him, a man? What? <laughs> kids are 10. I don't know. It's like, I think you're dissecting a kid's movie. It's like... Uh, Maybe it is good to do that, but in other ways, it was the 90s. Like, it was, like, probably not, you know, civilization's, like, best period culturally. Uh, and then, like, mm. and then like kids' sports movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you, would you, you, I guess, like, it's interesting. We're going, we're, 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 you're making me think of a new category of film of, like, kids' films that only appeal to kids and then kids films that appeal to adults as well and you think mighty ducks might be a kids for kids yeah i'd say so i'd say it's like um i'd say like you have something like and i'll review it on the next pod uh but soul uh is something you you know it's pixar it could be a kids film but it's also like a very profound uh film that has like you know other Mm. elements to it or something Mm. like um like uh yeah I, I can't get pixar out of my head but like toy story or or yeah, um, like all those good. films are, are like really uh impressive and they they have really good storylines that you can buy into an, as an adult and get something out of it whereas like the mighty ducks is not that uh <laughs> yeah so like i guess like toy story is a good film and it's a kids film yeah. whereas mighty ducks is just a good kids film yeah <laughs> But it's not a good film. It's got moments where kids go, that's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I said loads yeah, when I yeah, watched yeah. it as, as, as like a six-year-old or whatever. I, I do think ice hockey jerseys are cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to wear one. They have like bandanas and stuff. I remember thinking, the, don't they wear like, isn't there one of them who wears like a bandana? Or like wears yeah. the thing? I, was, I remember being thinking that was so cool. <laughs> mm. one, one of the kids says the word bastard in it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess that's maybe okay in America. It's hard to know. Um, 
Well, yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, that's good. I think you should watch more kids' movies. I like, I liked how you were just going at it from a sociological perspective. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, yeah, I don't know, his, his unethical behavior. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. His white male privilege in obtaining that 15 grand to save the... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Killian, what do we, what do we have next? Okay, so the next film is uh, something that came out in 2015, uh, a black and white film from uh, many different countries uh, and many different studios invested in this film. It's, it's uh, something they call a Euro pudding, but it was it's not from Euro, where it's like countries like Germany and Spain and France and like Colombia and stuff, they all invested in this film. So it's made by a load of different studios. Okay. But who who calls it that? Who calls it a Euro? I don't pudding? know. When I was in college, they called that's what they call Euro puddings. It's, it's it's a film that's been invested by lots of different countries, but that's only in the EU. Um, so when it's a European film, that's been like you you look at the list of people who have invested in it, and it's like France, Germany, England, Ireland, whatever. Uh, so this is like a Euro pudding, but it's not set in Europe. It's uh, in Colombia. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Euro pudding. Okay. Noted. Uh, and uh, it's called Embrace of the Serpent. And this is what I thought. Wait, I'm loading it up. So still. I watched um, a film called Embrace the Serpent uh, last night. It was too late. It was like, it went on that bit too long into the night that I just fell asleep immediately after it. But, um, it was incredible. It's a 2015 film about, uh, it's black and white. It's about a German, um, a German sort of scientist explorer who's in the Amazon and he um, is looking for this. He's very, very sick and he's looking for this flower which will help cure him. And there's this shaman who's um, a native um to the Amazon region and he is guiding him there. And, uh, and then you have sort of the same story happening, but 40 years later. Uh, and these two stories run parallel with each other. Um, and it's a very, very, very good film. It's a big film. I don't know how I kind of like it. It's about, it's not about like little tiny themes. It's kind of about the whole meaning of existence and all that kind of stuff. It discusses really big issues, but it's also just extremely beautiful to watch. It talks a lot about kind of, you know, um, the colonialism in uh, the Amazon region and, you know, racial difficulties and religious difficulties and all these kind of things. But then there's also kind of psychedelic elements because the guy's a shaman and he gives them all these kind of, I don't know, uh, psychedelic plants and stuff to, to help cure them and you have uh you know like the rubber trade which was really detrimental to the amazon region and um all these different elements inside of it it's it's long enough it's maybe about two hours and uh, 10 two hours and 20 minutes but it's honestly i mean it's an incredible film like it's it's uh maybe one of the most impressive uh films that i've seen in the last like decade like it's it's really up there with uh one of the most like adventurous and really good films it's black and white um i don't know any of the names of the actors but they're all incredible uh the soundtrack is beautiful um yeah the cinematography is gorgeous and it's quite grim but it's uh 
and there's no no there's no really but yeah there's a little bit of redemption in it um but i really 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 recommend watching this uh it's a great film but don't watch it too late in the night because again i was just like by the end of it i was like okay i can take no more because <laughs> it's mm. an intellectual uh you know journey it's funny i didn't cool. say it uh but apocalypse now very big apocalypse now vibes from that film oh, yeah. um yeah i i don't know why i didn't say it uh in the review but i think it was um uh anna's dad brian said that's kind of like apocalypse now it's very like apocalypse now in tone um like the and and also in style and also in how the story is mm. built it has a very mm. similar vibe to it um cool so like yeah i guess when i said i don't know it's not like it's not it's so so different from peanut butter falcon which is something i tell everyone i recommend you watch this you'll have a, a nice time watching it this is mm. this is a film i recommend everyone watch but i don't imagine it'll be a nice time it'll be a film that you'll look at and you'll be really impressed by it um and it'll probably make you feel things that you're not you know sure about and you'll probably see things you don't really understand but you'll really enjoy it i'd say overall but it's it's like mm. it's grim and you're kind of like sometimes you're like oh god but um i really recommend watching it it's it's re- really amazing and does it have like a a, a a a proper beginning middle and end story or is it kind um, of like just a meandering kind of uh it probably it it does have yeah it does have a beginning middle end it, i guess i didn't really explain it well with how the plot works but you have this german explorer who's there and then um another american explorer who's there uh 40 years later or something like that maybe longer maybe 50 years later and he's going he's tracing the route that the german explorer did and he is meeting Uh, and he's meeting this he's going with the same shaman um he's going with this along with the same shaman who who uh um yeah who did the journey with the german guy and i i mean Mm. like sometimes it's good when you're watching films like that, that are just kind of like a bit confusing or something like that or not confusing, but like they are like a bit lofty or whatever. And like, it, it is easy to turn your nose up at, at them. But then like, if you just read like a small ex, uh, explainer, which I sometimes do, uh, they really mm. help with watching the film. Like if you just look at like, yeah. sometimes like if you just read the plot on Wikipedia or something like that, and then you watch the film, it actually makes it quite easy to follow, follow the film. And it's not a bad idea to do that sometimes. Um, yeah. I- I was doing that a, a quite a bit with uh, Star Wars Episode 2 and 3, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Sidious and Darth whatever. <laughs> Who are these lads? Well, you weren't on Wikipedia, you were on Wookiepedia. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually on that today. But this sentence, did you ever watch I, watched, I reviewed a film a while ago called Monos, which is set in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and remember that. That's with the kids soldiers sounds, or something? It, yeah, 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 but again, that also, I think it even said in the trailer, it's like Apocalypse Now of the fucking 2020. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and I, I would have said that as well about that, but this sounds very interesting. It sounds like it could have a similar kind of style. Is it all kind of jungle, jungly times? It's all jungle. There... It's all jungle times. And there's just yeah. something like, uh, like, you're just like, I don't know, the Amazon, man. Like, it's just so big. It's so, mm. it's so vast. Like, and you really feel that in the film. You're like... Like they're never getting out of there. Like that jungle is just endless. Like there's people yeah. now, right now in that jungle who just have like never been contacted. Like that's mad. Like yeah. tri- whole tribes of people who are just like, 
never, no one's ever said hello to them. Like they're, they're just in their own world. Like that's how, that's mad. It's crazy. It's, and is it a, is it have all like uh, animals and interactions with animals and stuff like that? Or is it? More... Um, mm, not really. It's more like, uh, I think like the whole animal element would be, uh, it's, it's more like a psychedelic kind of thing. And then dreams of like, um, dreams of jaguars or dreams of, uh, like, um, snakes and, and then like, it's like this, this, I don't know, like this shaman kind of gives the guy psychedelic things and, and there it's, I mean, I, I don't know really how to explain the plot because I'm not sure I fully understood the film, but it's all about some sort of like things that we have to do and, and trying to reach the end of stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Watch it. uh, Where where did you hear about it? What, uh, like what kind of prompted you to, it it got rave reviews, um, uh when it came out i think mark kermode put it in his top 10 in 2015 and i oh, and wow. i saw so it was and, a- and even if you google this film right now you'll be like you'll look at the stills and you'll be very impressed mm. and you'll immediately you want to watch it you'll look at it and go wow that looks incredible um mm. and like just for cool. just for the experience of watching the film alone you'll be like okay that was worth it um but yeah i said like five years ago when it came out everyone was talking about it and then i never bothered to watch it because it is like it's that kind of film where it's like, you know, you never feel like watching it, do you? If it was on in the cinema, yeah. you'd go, but you never feel like watching something that's probably a little bit challenging. So I, I guess mm. I'd put it off. But um, yeah. I, I, would you, I especially feel like COVID has made me want to watch kind of shitty stuff. As yeah, well. yeah. And that's, do you get that? Like, yeah, I, I mean, definitely. Comfortable stuff. Stuff that it's like the food I'm eating as well. It's like real comfort food. And, uh, and I just, I just need things to like cuddle mm. me all the time. And, um, and that's the majority yeah. of what mm. I've been watching. Mm. Just things that just kind of go, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, just, just easy times, easy, <laughs> easy, familiar. Yeah. Like Richard Gere and all this. Yeah. Yeah. His soft, yeah, comfortable no, face. Maybe this, I'm interested in this now because I, uh, I could do it watching something a bit. Yeah more challenging maybe that's what that's what this Um, probably is but also i mean you could just sit back and let the film wash over you and just go that's nice images um Mm. then there no there is one bit where they meet these people this these kind of people and oh god like this tribe of people and they've gone they have gone fucking mental and they go crazy there's some crazy i kind of like a bit of grim stuff there is yeah yeah it's apocalypse now like mad stuff you know like crazy crazy um, um yeah. just just one thing I want to put on the record. Uh do you know you say the word shaman quite strangely? How do you how do you spell shaman? Shaman? You were saying shaman. Shaman. Yeah, he's a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying he's a shy man. He's a shaman. He's a shaman. It's like shaman. I'm a shaman. Shaman. It's like salmon. No, salmon. It's, like salmon. it's like salmon, shaman. Okay, yeah. It's not like it's it's like halfway between shaman and salmon. Could people please send um, Instagram direct message, voice messages to us on how to pronounce the word shaman. 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 Sha. Sha, man. It's maybe like saying, saying it. yes, you, man, in Irish. Shaman. Um, okay. Maybe, no, maybe, yeah, yeah. I actually was listening to the recording of myself there and I was like, I don't think I'm getting that right when I was saying shaman. <laughs> so I think, yeah. Sha- you. 
shaman. I always think I was he saying it, it like someone shaman. would say yaman. You know, like Bob Marley, but like yaman, like shaman. Mm, I think you the, you came at it from the wrong angle. I think in that case. <laughs> <laughs> apologies. Um, can I also apologies. <laughs> just when you said something? Uh, I finished reading Moby Dick. You you took read me five that years, but I did thing? it. What? I've been reading it since I finished college five years ago, and I, I finished it yesterday. <laughs> it felt very good. How did you find uh, the chapter about the color white? It was really, it was, it was boring. That wasn't even one of the more boring ones. There was, <laughs> there's like chapters just comparing the bones of one whale to the bones of another whale. And I was like, oh my God. You're like, Herman, man, give me a yeah. break. <laughs> it's amazing that he read it. It's also mad to like, I feel like I, I put it down for such long periods because I found it such a chore to read, but mm. never for long enough that I forgot what was going on. Yeah. I also restarted it three times, but I was reading it for so long that now that I've finished it, it kind of feels like I, it kind of feels like I was on the boat all yeah. this time and now I'm off the boat <laughs> and I don't, I kind of miss, I kind of miss my crewmates. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, uh, kind of feel like I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Stub and Flask and Stub yeah, yeah, and yeah. What's the name of the, of the guy? He's Tig Tigwig or something. Queequeg. 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 Yeah, I love yeah, the, op- the miss- It's my favorite opening line of a book. Call me Ishmael. Yeah, that's so great. Did you ever read it? Uh, no, I listened to uh, an audio book of it. The uh, whole thing. No, I think it was an abridged, an abridged version of oh. it. Yeah, call me Ishmael. I love that. <laughs> my name's Ishmael. That's my name. Yeah, it's good though. <laughs> They're like, I call me Ishmael. that. It's not my name, but just call me Ishmael. <laughs> yeah, just Ishmael. <laughs> Nothing else. Um, what about yeah. a, a film uh, rather than a book? On the topic of um, yeah, white things. Okay, I watched a film called Operation Avalanche. Very good. Uh, we got a link you. in there. Which, uh, yeah, I'll just play my review of this. Operation Avalanche, a Canadian film made by a guy called Matt Johnson. Uh, the film is about these CIA agents who are working uh, for the CIA during the space race um, in... Fuck, what, what year was that? The 60s? Yeah, I guess it was the 60s. Um, was it? Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, they're working. They're working for the CIA, and they're listening to some transmissions about some some shit. They're investigating something to do with Stanley Kubrick, and then while they're listening, they overhear some transmission saying that uh, they basically overhear that the, the NASA is not going to be able to fly to the moon on the date that they said they did, and they don't know what to do about it. Um, and they know that they have a mole in NASA, so they're trying to find this mole that's somewhere in NASA, and he's leaking secrets to Russia. Uh, and yeah, these two guys then take it upon themselves to fake the moon landing, but also in doing so, try and find out who the mole is. Um, it's a really cool film. The way I described it there makes it sound like it's like a fucking james bond or like tenet film or something like that but it's not it's like it's really like low budget it's really cool the guys who made it actually apparently did some weird shit where they 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 shot a lot of footage in nasa but they did a lot of it like without permission and they did a lot of sneaking in and as far as i know they told nasa that they were like a documentary crew in, in a film school making a film about the space launch 
whereas what they were actually doing was they were making a a film about people making a film about a space launch so there's a bit of deception involved but this guy Matt Johnson that's kind of like his I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast but he does this kind of stuff but yeah the film's really good there was a really cool uh, a really cool car chase in it which I uh, was really kind of tense and, and I imagine because the budget was so low there wasn't a lot of editing or you know stunt stunt sets or whatever it seems like they actually did it and there's a lot of kind of conspiracy and shit and you're you're following these guys overall like it wasn't you know I wouldn't be rushing to watch it again um, excuse the pun but uh, it was it was good it was interesting it's definitely like it's short it's like an hour an hour and 30 minutes and it's a bit different from what you usually see it's all like a period piece and yeah it's nice it's, it, it, yeah it's good I, I sounded a bit mental there did I? yeah you were it sounded like you were standing on the side of a road just like shouting yeah I was really <laughs> shouting loudly what was that about? <laughs> Like, I was standing at the side of the road. The, like, not even on the side of the road, like in the middle, you know the way you have like dual carriageways and there's like the middle bit. <laughs> so like you're standing in the middle bit, you're just kind of going, yeah, anyway, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. I was listening to that. I was like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> I was walking back from the bike shop with my bike. I just collected my bike and it got fixed. Actually, no, I hadn't. I went to collect it and it turned out it was still broken. Ah, shit. I was up. coming back and, uh. Yeah, it sounded like I was going to be fucking mental there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you said you were going to talk about it on the pod. It's annoying you did that. Yeah, you so picked up on that Russia pun because I was like, you said I wouldn't be rushing to it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. To, and then you just went, excuse the pun. And I was damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the film was really good. Um, it was different. It was, it was a, an interesting kind of, because the film, the footage you're watching it's almost like a found footage film, but like a meta found footage film, if you know what I mean. So you're I thought watching. It was, I thought it was a found footage film. I lo- I googled it and it said it was found footage, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I guess I guess by definition, it's I guess you could define it as found footage, but it's like it's it's a it's a film they were making. You know what I mean? Okay, like you're watching the footage of a member of their team documenting the work they're doing on faking the moon landing. Ah, okay, okay. So it's a meta time. And you said your man, Matt Johnson, did you say? Yeah, so he he does all, he does this show I sent it to you called Nirvana the Band, the show, which has nothing to do with Nirvana the Band, but it's uh, <laughs> it's like this comedy show. But they do this really interesting thing where they write scripts, but then like if they have to go to public places, they just go and they record the stuff in public. And then if people in public interact with them or whatever, they just kind of go along with it and they do it. And it's almost like a hidden camera show. But then if people interact with them and and they take them a certain place, then they just, after the fact, just write that person into the story, (laughs) which is fucking, it's crazy. It makes for like a really fucking crazy show. Um, And it's weird. I've never seen hidden camera used in a storytelling way. I've never seen it used for like pranks or jokes, but in this they use it they're just in their character and then they do their story and then whoever comes up to them, they just go along with it. That sounds really cool. He, it's deadly. You should check it out. And he did this other film called The The Dirties, which uh, <laughs> is about high school bullying. <laughs> uh, and to, to make it, uh, he, they did this fucking crazy thing where they went, he went into a, a high school for 10 weeks and they were shooting this film and none of the students knew that they were the directors of the film. They thought they were just other students. 
and the whole footage of the film like again it's the same thing they have their story to do but they just act it out and then the other students interact with them and then they got permission from the school somehow I don't how know. old are it's they how do they look like kids they're only like 18 or 19 i guess and they're in high school but it's fucking you should Whoa. watch it it's so crazy it's this film i'll send i'll send you a link to it and if anyone sounds really interesting by matt johnson the dirty but yeah it's like yeah it's a stupid name it's a, they're like these two nerds who make a film it's actually pretty grim they're making a movie they're making a film about a school shooting and their students making it and then oh one of them gets a bit carried away with like the school shooting jokes and stuff like that and then the other one's like you're getting a bit weird with all these school shooting jokes i don't oh. like it and that's kind of the premise of the film jesus yeah it's great though but anyway okay. back to this one this one is really uh it's it's really good like it, it's it's kind of like I guess a lot of it's about how it's shot and how it's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that they're actually in NASA shooting and mm-hmm. stuff is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the story is is fine. It's like a conspiracy. And then there's kind of a lot of like, there's kind of a lot of who's who, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think they're in one operation. You know, are the are certain guys on their side? Are they on the other side? Yeah. Is the moon landing going to happen? And then you, you have this whole thing where there's a mole involved leaking seeds to Russia and you don't know what's going to happen. So there's a yeah. lot of like conspiracy and stuff going on um i kind of like conspiracy yeah it's 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 great it's it's uh it's 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 nice to kind of like i feel like they pulled it off being confusing and (laughs) twists and turns in a way that made you intrigued and want to find out do they act in it does does your man matt act in it Yeah, yeah he's the main character okay okay yeah, it's worth it's worth. I think out. I think I'm gonna watch. I was looking at it there. I always thought it was like, is this like a documentary or something, or what is it? Like, is it a documentary mm. or like it sounds like it kind of is? It's like a fake documentary. Okay, but not a mockumentary. Mm. I guess it's like a mockumentary. Okay. about people faking the moon landing. Okay, okay, okay. It sounds interesting. I, don't know. I think I, I and like the main um, you know thing that's bringing me in is the hour thirty four uh runtime but uh <laughs> mm. yeah 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 what i love about an hour and a half it. film is that you can watch it and even if it was shit you can go okay i'll just watch another film i haven't lost <laughs> I've, I've i've gone on my phone i've gone on my phone for an hour and a half yeah. and gained nothing <laughs> like at least if you like gone on my phone for an hour and a half and had no memory of what had happened whereas like at least if you watch an hour and a half film and it's bad, at least you can tell people that you watched a film that was bad on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the whole thing to talk about. <laughs> um, I think my yeah. battery is starting to get low, so I think um, we may have to... Ro- I feel bad. I actually I actually have quite a few... We've quite a few listener reviews this week. I have... My battery is about to go, uh, so... <laughs> okay. K- Killian's... Uh, Killian, he's like... Um, <laughs> He's like Skywalker on his meditating on an island in uh, on on uh, what's the name um, of the island? Skellig Michael. Um, and there's no batteries. His fucking lightsaber is about to run out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, all those listener yeah. views do not fret. We will slot you in. We're we're, we're, we're gonna we'll record one next week. We? We're gonna do one next week. We we have nothing to do. It's lockdown <laughs> times. We're watching lots of movies. Let's just do one next week. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 
the if you want to chat to us if you want to send us a listener review we'll play them we'll play them uh at mk ultrafilm on instagram and yeah uh god bless stay clean wash your hands yeah 1.5 meters wear your masks okay um, and then i'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say 2.2.5 meters just to be careful it's bad times right now mm-hmm. wash your hands and at mk ultrafilm and god bless namaste namaste